It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Hey, good morning, everyone. Coach Chris Cotton here from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching, where I work hard to support your auto repair shop success. As we get into today's episode, you may know someone in your network who can benefit from today's topic. So please take time to share personally or through your social network. If you have an idea for a show topic or just want to talk, feel free to get with me at chris at autofixsos.com. Let's get started with episode 91, Optimism and Opportunity. I'm going to talk about optimism and being an optimist way more about the opportunity side of this. But just remember that if you're optimistic and you're looking towards the future and you're looking to what can be, opportunity won't pass you by because you're too paralyzed by fear. That's the big thing that I want you to take take from this. I talked to a lot of people, especially here recently, for some reason, they feel like the world is conspiring against them and that this is happening or this is happening because of some great big conspiracy. And I want to tell you right now, the world doesn't care enough about you to conspire against you. It is what it is. You need to be you. You need to control the things you can control let things that happened in the past, in the past, and then move forward from there. Episode 91, Optimism and Opportunity. I want you to think about being an optimist, living in opportunity. And I want you to think about, are you an optimist? Are you a pessimist? Do you bottle these things up and then hold them in and let that in turn hold you back in life? So I want you to think about everyday decisions, goals, and events in your life you generally have two ways you can respond. You can either resist the situation or you can support the situation. The first option is pessimism where you see the situation as incompatible. And that fear is usually if the situation changes, the effect will be unpredictable and most likely bad. The second option is optimism and you see the situation as an opportunity that will have a positive effect on your situation. And with optimism, you're willing to explore the situation even if you don't understand it. According to an article I read, Why Optimism is the Ultimate Survival Skill, there's a scale of beliefs as it relates to optimism. Number one is cynicism. Everything is bad, doomed, and untrustworthy. Pessimism, things are likely to have negative results. Realism, things just are what they are. Optimism, things are likely to have positive results. And then finally, idealism, everything will work out brilliantly. As you think about and consider those five factors, you might think idealism is the best option. However, idealists tend to be overly and solely focused on the positive attributes and usually do not realize or address potential problems. Realists would also seem like a good position. However, many of us are not good at reality testing situations. We tend to err on the side of either being more negative than needed or seeing what we hope or want to see which way, which may not be realistic. Both cynics and pessimists are not necessarily bad positions, though. These two factors can alert us to danger and suspect behavior and motives. The problem with that lies in the fact that most individuals who hold those positions see danger everywhere. They expect problems and assume things will not work out or will go bad. And I'm here to tell you that optimism is the belief in the opportunity. It is having the viewpoint of a potential positive outcome. With optimism, you see what could be. You look for the positive, constructive, and beneficial options of the situation. Optimistic outcomes allow us to be more productive and healthy as well. Where do you fall on that scale? Are your thoughts as optimistic as you'd like them to be? 
Uh, do you tell yourself you're not a good mom? You're not a good dad? Do you document in your mind all the traits you wish you could change about yourself? And you're playing over and over in your mind the thoughtless comment you made to your spouse or significant other telling yourself you won't be able to succeed at this because you won't be able to get a promotion or job because or all the negativity. You might think to yourself, yeah, I say those things, but only to myself. Everyone else thinks I'm in the fortress of solitude of optimistic thinking and no one knows what goes on inside my head. So I'm good. Mm, Probably not. Being an optimist starts with what you tell yourself internally, which translates into how you see the world and lastly operationalizes itself into how you show up and how you support others. What is the optimist advantage? The optimist advantage is it lowers anxiety and stress. Optimistic thinking produces a lower stress and anxiety level. Optimists look for opportunity rather than trouble and don't get stuck in a bad situation. There's a study published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. College students who had primarily positive thoughts during their first semester at college had significantly lower stress. The advantage of optimism also lowers blood pressure. Reduced stress oftentimes results in lower blood pressure and being optimistic has a direct effect on your blood pressure according to a study published in the journal Personality and Social Psychology. Self-care. There's a study that found that optimistic thinkers tend to be more likely to take care of themselves personally. Individuals with optimistic thinking are more likely to take better care of themselves in terms of diet, exercise, sleep, safe sex, etc. This translates into better self-regard and a stronger ability to take care of others in your life without negative consequences of your well-being. Staying youthful. You know, if you're looking for the fountain of youth, look to your optimistic attitude. There's a study conducted at University College London that found positive thoughts are linked with healthy aging. Those who were more optimistic were associated with a more youthful lifestyle as as aging occurred. I mean, finally, you know, high performance, successful elite athletes focus on both their physical and mental skills. When a quarterback is thinking about all the plays and how to perform them, Also, when the bobsled guys, if you ever watch, the bobsled guys are sitting in a bathtub, turning left, turning right, visualizing the turns. They're thinking optimistically. They're not sitting in the bathtub thinking like, oh, I'm going to go into this turn and crash at 90 miles an hour. Successful elite athletes focus on their physical and mental skill. Um, One mental skill necessary in athletics and life is optimism. There's a study published in the Journal of Sport Behavior, Thinking Positively Can Improve Your Performance. They actually did a study where participants were asked to complete a dart throwing task. Those who actively thought positively performed significantly better than those who did not think positively. And again, negative and pessimistic thinking sets you up for failure, whether in sports, life, anywhere. Your thinking and then your words are so important to what you can and cannot achieve. I think it was Henry Ford that said, whether you believe you will or believe you won't, you're correct. If you go into a meeting or conversation and think you're going to get tongue-tied and forget your content, then guess what? You're probably going to do that. Conversely, though, if you go into that same situation with confidence, you'll speak fluently and show up as the expert with your content, and, you, and you'll absolutely be able to do it. A lot of times when I'm working with a service advisor that suffers from low self-esteem or don't think they can do it, I tell them to think of their personal hero, their actor or actress that they're most fond of, And I tell them to pretend that they're that person when making a presentation and it completely changes their attitude 
And I've seen it completely change their sellability, their sales skills, everything else. When you are negative versus optimistic, you become your own worst enemy. When you change your thoughts, you change your behavior. Optimistic individuals have a positive self-regard for themselves. Those people are mentally tough. And oftentimes you can see this in their physical demeanor. They are comfortably, confidently, and relationally engaging. If you tell yourself you're going to be a failure in your next conversation, then your subconscious will make it happen. Again, be positive, be optimistic. AutoLeap is a cloud-based, all-in-one auto repair software that helps to keep complete track of your business, from scheduling appointments to managing technicians to generating invoices. Supercharge your growth with AutoLeap. Customers that fully adopt AutoLeap see the following benefits in their first year. 30% revenue growth, with top customers seeing over 100% growth, 75% decrease in no-shows, allowing you to service more customers, three times increase in positive Google reviews, leading to stronger online presence, 50% time saved on administrative tasks, driving increase in operational efficiency. Do it all with AutoLeap. Key features and functions include estimates, invoices, scheduling, Google reviews, inspections, communication, QuickBooks, reporting. Get in touch with AutoLeap to see how you can transform your auto repair shop. For a limited time, if you schedule a demo, sign up with AutoLeap and they will waive the $250 implementation fee. So what can we do to be optimistic? First of all, you have to change the dialogue. You have to pay attention to the things you say to yourself and to others, as well as what you say about yourself. You have to become more engaged in the thoughts you say to yourself in tough situations. You know, oftentimes you're not even aware of the negative thoughts you produce. You have to set aside a few days or a week and write down what you say to yourself and see where you are on the positive negative scale You have to work on making your internal dialogue more positive and optimistic. You have to reframe. If your internal dialogue is not where you want it in terms of being optimistic, then reframe your dialogue. Instead of saying, I'll never be able to run a 5K, reframe your thinking to, I will be able to run a 5K. I will start with run or walking a mile. Once that is achieved, you reframe it again. I will run one mile and run or walk two miles. Another example of reframings is I'm not good at math to I'm not good at math yet. Throw that yet in there. I need to remember to use that with Piper. She's going through algebra, second year of college, and and us cottons are not good at algebra. We're good at business math and things like that, but I will tell myself from now on I'm not good at math yet. But that small and powerful word yet conveys the expectation of achievement. Okay, you will get there. You will reach the pinnacle. I'm not at the top of the mountain yet, but by damn, if I'm not going to get there. Also, you have to look for triggers and triggering events or situations that decrease your optimism. When you're micromanaged, does it cause you to think less positively about yourself and your skills? What about failure? Do you frame it up as a learning experience or do you see it through the frame of negativity? And how do you handle shame? Do you deal with it head on or do you hide it and berate yourself with your internal dialogue? All those things are bad, man. Like knowing our triggers and having a more optimistic alternative manner of handling those situations is super important. A trigger can be something simple as a conversation. It can be a place. There are certain things that when I'm talking to Kimberly, things get triggered with her and same thing, vice versa. It's who we are and where we've been, but it's how we handle those triggers that help us out. If you're in a leadership position and you are actively coaching others, mentoring others, things like that, 
How do you help others be more optimistic? One of the things that you need to do is talk optimistically and not negatively. Um, One of the greatest gifts you can give those around you is the skill of optimism. You know, you need to help your children, help your employees and others learn to think from the optimistic opportunity perspective. When they tell you they are not good at math, help them understand they are not good yet and talk about the options they have for getting better and how you will support them. Um, Help others reframe. Earlier, we discussed reframing your perspective. Now you need to help others reframe their perspective. Ask what other options, what other alternatives or what other ways of thinking they could employ in this situation or that situation to be successful. You have to help them move away from assumptions or beliefs that are limiting or false. Be supportive. Look for ways to support others and seeing the optimistic opportunity. Resist the urge to just tell them, you know, support them in finding it for themselves. And then in turn, you'll help them learn sustainable life strategies. I need you to remember to look for the optimistic opportunity and help others see it too. When you are able to see the optimistic opportunity, you have hope. And through hope, anything's possible. In that, you're motivated and you develop important skills of grit and resilience through optimism and opportunity. Harry Truman once said, a pessimist is one who makes difficulties of his opportunities and an optimist is one who makes opportunities of his difficulties. Out of those two people in those two situations, which do you think will reach their goals? Which do you think will live a happy life? Which do you think will be able to achieve their dreams? I want you to imagine interviewing two technicians who have exactly identical skills but one's always grumbling about how unfair life can be, how terrible their last owners were. And the other one talks about what wonderful possibilities exist. Who would you want to hire? Who do you think would do a better job? At the same point, put yourself in that situation. Who do you think those technicians would want to work for? Do they want to work for Eeyore or do they want to work for Tigger? Pretty sure you know the answer. I think naturally you would gravitate toward the optimist, right? If you chose the pessimist, you're setting yourself up for plenty of aggravation and disappointment, I think. Not to mention the negative impact on your staff and customers. Pessimism can bring everyone down, not just the person with the negative attitude. You got to remember that. And when we get to the root cause of what pessimism is, it's nothing more than self-sabotage. Expecting only the worst is not being realistic. And you're not in a place of dealing with things in reality. Realists hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. And pessimists can't imagine the best, so they only prepare for the worst. And then if the worst never happens, what happens then? Out of all the options, pessimists often find the worst possible result simply to prove that their concerns were right. So the question really comes down to this. Would you rather be right than happy? That's not being realistic either. That's self-defeating. So pessimism can rob you of your energy, sap you of your strength, and drain you of your dreams, not to mention sucking the life out of everybody around you. And so really, what's the remedy? The remedy is optimism. Optimism is the remedy. Optimism doesn't mean pretending life's always wonderful or beautiful or if it's all puppy's breath and rainbows. Optimism means embracing reality. You accept that there's going to be bad days, but also good days. And when you're grounded in reality, you know where you are and how far you need to go. Once you know how far your goal may be from where you are, then optimism can give you the motivation to make plans to get to where you want to go. 
Pessimists see life as one problem after another. Again, Eeyore. Uh Uh-huh. Gonna make the donuts. And optimists see life as one opportunity after another, stacked and racked, ready to go. How you look at life can drastically affect how much you enjoy your life. Optimists expect the best out of life. If you were not raised with this attitude, you can take comfort. It can be learned, right? And it's funny kind of where I get these notes and things and and where I find inspiration. If you look, optimism is based on three basic tenets, according to Mary Kay in her book, Taking Care of Me, The Habits of Happiness. Number one, bad things do happen in life, but they're temporary. Number two, bad things in life are limited in scope and tend to be smaller and significant. And three, people have control over their environments. If you're a pessimist, then you reverse those tables. Good things in life are only temporary. Um, I talk to clients a lot and they get caught up in this. Not quite so bad, but they're, they're like, things are going great. Things have been going great for a while. I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm just waiting for something bad to happen. So again, pessimists reverse the tables. Number one, good things in life are temporary. Two, good things in life are limited, smaller, insignificant. Or three, people have no control over their environments. Again, I 100% believe that you have control over your environment. And when it comes right down to it, again, the world's not conspiring against you and your environment doesn't care enough about you to not let you have control over it. So does it make sense that pessimists tend to blame others or circumstances for their failures? I don't know. Optimists help create some of the good they come to expect. So they're probably right more than not. And they don't waste time worrying about what they're not right about. Optimism relaxes people when we're relaxed. Again, better blood flow to the brain, which results in more energy and creativity in your life. You know, I don't know how many of you are Harry Potter fans or have read the book or know anything about J.K. Rowling. But within a seven year time span, her mother died. Her husband left her. She's like one step away from being homeless In what little spare time she had, she wrote a book that 12 publishers rejected. And finally, one publisher accepted her book about a boy named Harry Potter. Then she wrote some more books, which became movies and go to Florida to the theme park. You know, she was an optimist who's now a billionaire. How far in life would she have gotten if any of one of those things knocked her down and she'd live in a pessimistic attitude? There is absolutely virtually nothing that you can't do if you set your mind to it. You cannot control events in your life, but you can control 100% how you react. You know, to kind of close and and finish this out, do you want to be a pessimist and have no hope for a better future? Or would you rather be an optimist and believe you can achieve a better future and there's a better future out there waiting for you? There once was an old man who had many troubles No matter what hardship life handed him, he faced each obstacle with a smile and a cheery disposition. A friend finally asked him one day how he managed to stay so happy despite his challenges. The old man quickly answered, well, the good book often says, and it came to pass, but never once does it say, came to stay. This has been Coach Chris Cotton from Autofix Auto Shop Coaching, reminding you that it never always gets worse, but sometimes it has to get worse in order to get better. Please feel free to reach out to me, Chris, at autofixsos.com or give me a call at 940-400-1008. Time to rise and grind, everyone. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Weekly Blitz with Coach Chris Cotton on the aftermarketradionetwork.com. Follow Chris on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. 
Chris is all for advancing the aftermarket.